Welcome to Season 1, Episode 22 of Digital Dissection, where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at our favorite properties. For the next two weeks, we're covering the prolific careers of Trey Parker and Matt Stone. From humble beginnings to Broadway, they're masters of comedy, music, and staying true to themselves. And before we find out if it's a spadoinkle day, create a professional sport, or back our way into the main role of a national pornographic phenomena, we are Joe, Mark, and Chelsea, three friends who love talking pop culture and bringing our passion for our favorite properties directly to your ears. And if you got here today by accident, which some people typically do, try searching for us by typing in Digital Dissection in our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're not following podcast websites, you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter by searching at Digital Dissect One. Our social media sites share more pop culture news and current information. We're also kicking off contests and giveaways on Twitter, so stay tuned for future events. So we're talking Trey Parker and Matt Stone history this week, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Uh, these two dudes uh, just making us laugh uh, for what? Almost two decades now? Or or have we hit the two-decade mark? I, oh, we're well over that. We're almost to three decades, Joe. Yeah. Ah, where does the time go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we've gone from not being able to buy like our own cigarettes to like we need to go buy just for men now. That's how long we've been... Yeah, you know, we do. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. Watching these guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Chelsea. You don't. You wouldn't use just for men unless you wanted to. You could. I guess. Up to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can always use some thicker, more luxurious hair. Mm-hmm. I use it. <laughs> use it on the beard. Yeah. No one can tell. With no just one can from tell. Gel, which uh, is not a sponsor, by the way. Not a sponsor of this podcast, <laughs> but will likely be our first. Uh, now that. <laughs> We've thrown them out there like, yeah, yeah, we'll get those guys. Why not? We'll give them like a buck. We we just gave them their next idea. It's just for men, but then there's three dots afterward because Mm -hmm. it could be for someone else, not just men. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why why pigeonhole yourself (laughs) into that one part of the market? Like just expand, (laughs) diversify. You're literally missing out on 50% of the market. (laughs) What are you thinking? (laughs) Well, speaking of that market, it they dictated what we were going to talk about today because we've been running some stuff on Twitter. For those of you that don't like Twitter, I get it. I really do. It's It can be a bottomless pit in a lot of ways. But sometimes the pit smiles back. And that's how we got this topic. So, yeah, we're, we're talking Trey Parker and Matt Stone's career. And we're, we're splitting it up because they've done movies and they've done TV. And they're very specific about not doing movies anymore. Oh. <laughs> so... So oh. the content that we have is, uh, I would say it's very special that we even have it um, because, uh, yeah, they just they just hate working in movies. Which, really uh, I, interesting. I wonder, like, do they, I'm sure they, they've, they, they've said why they're, they're vocal about the stuff they do. Um, it's, it's mostly about like having to like coordinate herding cats, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, something along yeah. those lines. Mm-hmm. But I think probably I thought has to be was... a lot more demanding. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like managing a girlfriend and a wife. Who has time for that? Seriously. No. Um, not that I, I know anything about that. But no. no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I of, of the three of us here, you're the only one in the position to actually have to try and juggle that whole scenario. 
Um, oh, I was thinking more about Seinfeld where George tries to do it, but you know. Oh, yeah. But either way. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's. Why don't we start at the beginning, right? Like we we've got these two these two gentlemen, um, and I I thought it would be a good place to start. We just talk a little bit about Trey Parker and his beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trey Parker would grow up being a big fan of Monty Python in in the theater. Um, he was one of those kids that was consistently looked to as like a comedian or, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, the center of gravity with his friend mm-hmm. groups. And Joe, you're nodding along because you're like, yep, that's me. I, I, I wasn't going to say it. I, I'd, I'd leave that uh, up to interpretation of everyone else. Like, I don't know, but I mean, people are laughing and having a good time. Who are you to stay? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the largest mass in the galaxy. Everything is gravitating around this guy right here. So, yeah, that was Trey Parker, though. Um, he was basically just like what Ra's al Ghul says to Batman in Batman Begins. He he was all about the theatricality. The guy loved the theater. Um, mm-hmm. And so that would lead to him creating what was called the dentist. Yeah. Also adamant first... about his footing, I believe. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, Don't sacrifice yeah. footing for a killing stroke. No, <laughs> no. Bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, Trey Parker's like one of his first live action performances was a, a play he wrote called The Dentist. And it involved the things that could go wrong in the dentist chair. Oh. Which I think could be really funny on a sketch comedy show or mm-hmm. you know, maybe even Saturday Night Live, right? But not in front of grade school students and kindergartners. <laughs> Ooh, tough audience, tough sell there. Um, if you're going all basically like, I don't know, is this like a Sweeney Todd, but is the dentist thing? Or is this more of a uh, everything happens to go wrong on one day sort of thing? Uh, the reviews were that there is so much blood that uh, Trey Parker said, fake blood, by the way. Okay. <laughs> but he said, yeah, it wasn't something that the kindergartners needed to see. Uh, and, <laughs> and so... Um, yeah, there were some upset parents and teachers, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Trey Parker got sent to the principal's office that day. Probably not for the first or last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have to imagine that with his sense of humor, that he was a uh, he was definitely a repeat offender or, or a, <laughs> a a regular visitor, however you want to want to phrase that or or package it. If anything, it's just confidence to know that Trey Parker was always this way. Like he, he didn't have an origin story. He's just been like this out of the box. Um, and that was pretty much his, like his whole life going through grade school into, into high school. Um, the, the guy would be spending most of his weekends and free time making short films. And, uh, and at the age of 17, I believe he actually made his first album, uh, called immature, a collection of love ballads for the eighties. man. <laughs> <laughs> I've already heard <laughs> I already love it. Haven't heard a single thing, but I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, seriously, this guy is just, ta- it, it's just like uh, in, in Zombieland, you know, where uh, where uh, Emma Stone, she says that, you know, Bill Murray, he just taps into my funny bone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how Trey Parker just has been with me ever mm-hmm. since I've seen anything he's done. Um, but his uh, his first, like, I wouldn't call it a full feature film, but his like first non-made on a weekend as a teenager film uh, in in uh, film school was called "The Giant Beavers of Southern Sri Lanka," and uh, this All 1989 right. <laughs> it was 1989. Right. And uh, Joe, basically, envision 
beavers as Godzilla destroying towns. And that's uh I'm that's I'm in. Like, I'm hooked. Like you make <laughs> giant monsters or giant robots, I'm sold. You don't have to really pitch that to me at all. You just give it to me and I'll watch it. And then suddenly we've got giant beavers uh attacking Sri Lanka. I don't need a reason. I'll watch it. Just give me some popcorn. Down. Yeah. In the notes here, I, I couldn't find out if they were located in Sri Lanka or if they mm -hmm. were from Sri Lanka, but I'm uh, either way. Yeah, either but way I'm in. fun fact of that movie, I do believe Nick Cage did star in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, right up his alley. Like young Nick Cage just right there. Right after his, uh, I think what Nick Cage's first movie he did was like him running around in a toga doing something. I think trying to get girls. Awful. I don't know. I was told that by my high school social studies teacher. Um, <laughs> yep. It was a heated conversation one day that I used to like to purposely distract him on days that we had they got to take tests to give everyone time to cram. I would just distract him with something. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, Falska, what's the, what's the last Nick Cage movie you saw? It's like, funny story about Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll check that out for the Cage match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Golden Age <laughs> yeah. Cage. It's oh, gold. it's coming. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Two men enter. One leaves very happy about their <laughs> cage. Yeah. So, so Trey Parker, though, uh, mm -hmm. definitely a, a thespian, um, definitely a man of expression, you know. And so hit, the rest of his like teenage years would be spent either being in the lead role of uh, community led productions. I mean, he led the choir at his school. Um, he was even, I think, prom king his senior year because of just how popular he was um, with all the stuff he was involved in. Um, he was playing piano, making films. I mean, he was, I mean, he do, he was basically doing what Russell Crowe was doing on South Park, you know, making oh. movies, making songs. I just don't think he was on the tugboat, but whatever. Uh, that's Fighting around the world. <laughs> <laughs> you testicle. Oh, I yeah. tugger. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, dude, Trey Parker, that's kind of the early snapshot of him. Um, you know, Matt Stone, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, was when I was reading into Matt Stone several different times, um, you know, obviously both of them took influences from their parents and put it straight into South Park, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but what I thought was really funny about Trey Parker was that uh, there's not a whole lot, or uh, sorry, Matt Stone, there, there's not a whole lot known on Matt Stone except for his dad telling him, um, once they, they moved to Colorado at an early age, mm -hmm. um, he was encouraged by his dad to not be a musician and a bum. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Oh that my was the, gosh. <laughs> yep, was the old the, get a real job. You deadbeat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that, those were the words of advice to live by. No, um, my, my parents gave me very, very hard. similar things whenever they saw like anything. Like, I think it was in like one play in high school, like son, you're really good. But don't let that get to your head. You still have to get a job someday. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I appreciate that uh, that advice, Dad. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, since I don't personally know Matt Stone, um, none of them responded to our messages for this episode, which is fine. They're busy. Which is okay. You know? they, they got stuff to do. Yeah, we yeah. won't take that personally. No, no. no. They have we, like, we what, like, like four days to make a cartoon, which... If you think that sounds like a lot of time, it is not a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for Matt Stone, most of the story or the the history in his case uh, starts about him going to the University of Colorado Boulder, which is where him and Trey Parker would meet. And so um, there he would actually encounter Trey Parker because 
he took his father's advice and he majored in the mathematics side, right? Not being a bum, not uh, being a course. musician. <laughs> then he would also major in film while he was there. Ooh. So that's why that's where these roads begin to intersect. So, um, so yeah, that's that was that was basically it. You know, don't be a bum, and all of a sudden we've got these two guys, chance encounters. Um, but yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. the first movie between Trey Parker and Matt Stone it would actually happen while they were at the University of Colorado Boulder, and it would go by the working title Alfred Packer. The musical. So, does anyone here know who Alfred Packer is? Uh, I can I can ballpark that one. Um, he, I believe, was overshadowed by the Donner Party um, for his actions of being marooned by an avalanche in Colorado. And if you are aware of the Donner Party and what <laughs> they're famous for, Packer did it first. He was basically the hipster of that whole <laughs> that whole thing. It's like, yeah, I was eating people before. It was cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like totally. this is that that that's my that's my fun history moment. Like every like, uh, it's like my uncharted thing uh, in my head. Like every time a history question pops up, I've got that that uh, that ass hat from the second game going. Are you a student of history, Mister Drake? I'm like, yeah, I've read a book or two. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fucking bizarre that's bitch. That actually saves me from having to explain it, which is great. So I don't have to do it nearly as much. So, oh, yeah, it's it, it's kind of like local legend, right? Like people in the area know the story in like Utah, uh, Colorado, and and like the bordering states area because yeah, it is like the cannibal story. Um, this guy's supposedly leading a group of miners to, you know, better profits and to a, a better location to mine gold. Along the way, they uh, end up getting lost. Some of them freeze to death, and they got to eat each other to survive. Yeah, there's a song about building yeah. a snowman in there, also done before it was cool. So good on them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but so they they come up with this idea. Uh, Trey Parker and Nat Stone do. They film a trailer for it, and the uh, actually like the university film department's president would catch wind of this because. Like the students were clamoring for it. They all loved it. And so he pushes Trey Parker and Matt Stone and says, make the movie. Seriously, make the movie. We'll, we'll, do the whole thing. We'll, well, yeah, we'll do some fundraising. We'll, we'll get some money rounded up, you know, ask your friends and family. And so um, they end up raising about, uh, I think it's $125,000. <laughs> Which, and, I mean, movie uh, terms that can't make a whole lot, but like student movie terms, the solid budget. Yeah. Yeah, Solid budget. Mm -hmm. that's a good fundraiser. I mean, hell, what? What didn't Kevin Smith make clerks on like ten grand or something ridiculously tiny? Oof, I'm not sure on that one, but it sounds yeah. about right, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and, mean, and we'll, that's what, yeah. we'll have our producer run the numbers on that one. She'll she'll take care of that for us. I'm I'm always looking for her, kind of like when you look at the gas mm -hmm. pump at the station, because you always forget which one it is. Yep. Uh, but she's just not there. Not there. We'll get the not numbers sure. eventually. Yeah. At some point, she'll. She'll go from idea to actual person, but for now, she's not looking at me. Anyway, so yeah, so they they, they round the money up. They uh, they enlist some of their friends from film school, um, and yeah, yeah, they they basically film this over the course of um, of one of their breaks. And some of their friends from uh, film school who would actually join them on this would all say, 
yeah, we filmed this movie, but we all failed the film, uh, film class because of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, worth it. That's fine. It, it, it's just like, what? That was probably like, what, three credits at most? Fucking fine. Yeah. You can make oh, yeah. that up. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen, right? Or But the worst that would happen was that these guys would get into fights the entire time during the production. Oh. Um, <laughs> they would try to cross a, a river for a shot during the movie, and uh, half of them would almost drown. <laughs> and uh, and then Trey Parker himself would split uh, his hip, getting thrown from one of the sixteen horses they used to <laughs> to film the oh. movie. Ooh. Yeah. They barely so. almost resort to actual cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was I the next logical it. step. Mm-hmm. Oh, and <laughs> some real method acting. Yep. Uh, producers looking at me, put a sign up next to the glass. Clerks was uh, $27,575 is what they made that movie on. Yeah, less than the oh. room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we got we got time for the room. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll, we'll circle back to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, in true Trey Parker and Matt Stone fashion, the story of of Alfred Packer, as they would call him, his name is actually Alfred Packer, but um, Trey Parker at this point in time, his longtime girlfriend actually like split up with him, Ooh. like during the time that they were working on this movie. So he just basically goes, "Okay, this sucks." He throws all of his effort into this film, and so he symbolizes the relationship between him and his horse in the movie to mirror that of this betrayal of his girlfriend, right? <laughs> well, I mean, if, I mean, you should be honored by that a little bit, right? Like you're, you're commemorated to film. That's something. Uh, yeah. I would say, like... yeah. Yeah. Now go ahead, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I would say she would be honored if it weren't for the fact that they did have a, uh, a special like behind the scenes track from the uh, commentary of of all the folks that were in the film where they literally just trashed this this poor woman named leanne who uh who trey parker was dating at the time and the horse is named after of course and they they trashed this poor woman as they're progressively getting drunk on this (laughs) this uh this track so yeah she's probably not too happy with them after that point but but yeah it's it's a funny film though dude even for it being uh 93 it would get picked up by uh, Troma Films. So if you remember uh, on just our, our episode with Idiocracy, mm-hmm. Edward actually worked for Troma Films, right? Yeah. So he, he worked for them. Sully remembers. Uh, Sully, yeah. Yep. Sullivan was, was right there during that conversation. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Troma Films would actually pick up uh, the movie, I think right around like 1996, I want to say. Um, I think they bought it for like a million dollars. And they've been distributing it ever since. So that's why it even got in front of me because I picked up like, thir- I think they had like the 13th anniversary edition of the DVD came out. For some reason, 13 was like the, the year to release it. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Troma would release it. Uh, they would put it in what's called their Tro Masterpiece collection. And they would say it's the best movie they've ever distributed. So yeah, for those of you that are not quite sure if you want to watch this one. I would definitely say it's worth uh, worth at least one viewing if you're a Trey Parker and Matt Stone fan. I mean, it's certified Tro Masterpiece, so why not? <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, a couple of quick hits about this, and then we can move on to some of the the more spirited movies that y'all are familiar with. A um, couple uh, pieces of trivia pop up in this movie that um, both movie buffs and fans of Alfred Packer uh, ended up liking. So Trey Parker didn't actually go by his name in this movie. Uh, his credited name is Juan Schwartz. And uh, <laughs> after Alfred Packer um, was basically found to have like, you know, eaten these people, um, he actually ran off to Wyoming and was there for several years under the name John Schwartz. Oh. And so, yeah, so Trey Parker did a play on words with that, of course, um, and, and had a had a fun time doing that. So I always thought it was funny because the first time I watched this film, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, who, who's Juan Schwartz? Um, and so I had to dig behind the scenes for that. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, some other trivia pieces from this movie that were kind of funny. Mm -hmm. They enlisted... Um, they're like film school teachers to also help. So like their film school teachers acted in this movie. Um, one of them would actually go on to play the uh, sushi chef in Orgasmo. So he would show up in, <laughs> in both movies. Um, so definitely in uh, an act of love here. But um, to kind of round it out, if you guys remember uh, Squeak from Oh yeah, mm -hmm. Squeak. Mm -hmm. So. Dian Bahar, who is one of their friends uh, from film school, this is where he would kind of jump on that train and then be featured in every one of their their live action films from that point on. So, yeah, don't want to give away the whole film, but no. it's mm -hmm. which unfortunate yeah. for Squeak because yeah, I was, I'm sure he was hoping for like a uh, an Adam Sandler like sort of like film employment where the same like four people are in all of his movies, um, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, go ahead and. Get to the point, like, yeah, guys, you just fuck off. We're not making movies anymore. TV's better. Poor Squeak. Well, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of what happened here. But um, one last thing about trivia, and then we'll move on. Uh, you, Joe, you mentioned about building a snowman. Which yes. Mm -hmm. They they do at one point in this movie. Uh, it's a kind of a cool um, nod to what would be a Easter egg that shows up in South Park. At one point during this snowman building, they pan out from the snowman. It looks like a normal one. And mm -hmm. when they pan out from the screen, the snowman becomes an alien. <laughs> just like the alien. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just like the aliens. Yep. Just like the ones you the background. Yep. Mm -hmm. So these guys have been doing this for, for a lot longer, Joe, than we give them credit for. This kind of stuff would be, <laughs> yeah, jokes they were making for just decades. So... But yeah, so anyway, I you can tell I have a bit of a relationship with this movie. I've watched it more times than I'm comfortable with admitting. Um, but <laughs> yeah, made in film school and it's still running strong, guys, almost 30 years mm -hmm. later. So, but yes, that brings us to everybody's favorite movie, Orgasmo. Yes, we all <laughs> we all remember where we were the day we promised our fathers we wouldn't ever use hamster style ever again. <laughs> <laughs> They could smell that newspaper. <laughs> Which, oh my god, I, I fucking love that scene so much. Like, well, I, I'll never use it again. Just the flashback. Hey, Dad, I think I'll use hamster style again. Hamster style again. Okay, son. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was a promise I made. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and and that's why. Orgasmo was so funny to me because um, obviously you could tell this was a film that people did not want to, you know, see the light of day. 
<laughs> it's not meant to be consumed by the the average movie the viewer. average no yeah. no not at all not at all um so it was actually funny after uh the Al alfred packer the musical so trey parker matt stone dean bahar a couple of the other guys that were attached to this they would actually head out to la in hopes of of making it big oh, la yes LA. Just like, LA. We have great tacos Just... in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Tommy Wiseau's got an apartment there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's where everybody goes. Um, that's what would end up happening. These guys would move out to LA. They would struggle. Uh Matt Stone was actually sleeping on dirty laundry because he couldn't afford a mattress. Ooh. Like that's that's how bad it got. Um now if y'all know the name David Zucker, are are you familiar with that, that name at all? I am aware of Zuckerman's favorite pig, uh, famous pig, but I am that uh, David Zucker is escaping me. No, I'm not <laughs> that's familiar. Okay. That's okay, guys. That's not a problem at all. Um, one of the the most well known David Zucker films would be Airplane. Mm, Airplane. <laughs> yes, uh, and so during this time, um, Trey Parker had always been involved in the uh um like the like the paper animation right he, he had done that as a kid he'd done it as a teenager mm -hmm. and then he had worked with that same style um to make animation when he moved out to la too it's just something he kept kind of refining and getting better at um david zucker ends up uh meeting him or seeing his work and so this this relationship would form um, and he would actually enlist Trey Parker and Matt Stone to create what's called your studio and you, um, which is actually, uh, you can find it. It's out there. Um, it's, it's basically supposed to be like one of those like 1950s training videos. And it occurred when, uh, <laughs> yeah, it occurred. I can't remember what liquor company it was, but, um, basically this liquor company purchases universal. And so David Zucker needs him to like, you know, you guys need to make this, uh, this this training video for us so that we can celebrate the the purchase mm -hmm. and so like trey parker and matt stone were literally directing uh sylvester stallone steven spielberg wow. demi moore and a whole bunch of other celebrities in this training video to kind of showcase during the acquisition party wow um so yeah so that like th so this is one of their like their early projects that yeah once again you can go out there and find it um and this is starting to begin that process of Trey Parker and Matt Stone hating working with actors because <laughs> like they said it was like the most painful experience of their lives having to direct these people. <laughs> Were they all just, just so, prima donnas sort of thing? I mean, dude, oh. you're 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 a college student telling yeah. Steven Spielberg what to do. Pretty stressful. I would yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's got to be just right up there with installing his um, his electricity to make sure it wouldn't go out in a storm <laughs> so he could have his daiquiri machine, which we in all know tub. that in a hot tub, man has his priorities and he knows what he wants and he's going to get it. <laughs> Sly Stallone, yeah, Miami's his second home. Yeah. Yep. Water's mm -hmm. so clear you can see the bottom. $100,000 yeah. cars, everybody got them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this would get Trey Parker and Matt Stone noticed. And by who you would ask? Kuki, a studio oh. that would create Japanese pornography. I mean, that's a logical step. 
that happens. That's where you want to be noticed, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, if not hentai, where do you want to be? <laughs> it's anime and it's an art form, okay? We don't judge on this podcast. <laughs> you want to you wanna watch tentacles? You go be my guest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well... Yeah, so the, these folks from this kooky, like KUKI, the Japanese pornography, mm -hmm. they would uh, end up hearing the name Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And what they saw was an opportunity for them was to bring Japanese porn stars and feature them in this movie as a way of almost mimicking what Major League Baseball did when they brought Japanese baseball players from their league to the American leagues, right? Um, it was the same yes. type of idea. <laughs> it's yes, brilliant. It's, why didn't we think of it sooner? Yeah, this makes total sense to me. Like, <laughs> way to go, Japan! Even have that on your radar. The first I say, oh hey, look at these these crazy American bastards out here making a <laughs> making a movie about pornography. That's not actually porn. Let's get our oh. guys in there. <laughs> I mean, forward thinking is is the best way I could put that. Um, <laughs> they're so far ahead of the curve <laughs> yeah so what what better way to do it than to grab these two guys um oddly enough um if i remember correctly there was another actor they wanted to have play this role the main character's name would be uh joe young played by trey parker of course no, um now in our in our side stitch we actually talk about some of the inspirations behind um you know the book of mormon and oddly enough, that same idea would live in Orgasmo, you know, in 1997, uh, you know, almost uh, 15 years before that Broadway musical would get made. So, yeah, you've got this struggling uh, Mormon missionary in L.A. trying to spread the word of God and uh, <laughs> goes into porn. His, yeah. 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 Backs his way yeah. into pornography. OK. Not hard so. to do, I've heard. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that's just what happens when you go to LA. You get off the plane and like, hey, you want to meet a porno? And you're like, yeah, sure, why not? You only I live literally twice. can't yeah. book anything else. So yeah. Yeah, yeah works <laughs> for me. I'll try anything twice, guys. Let's do this. <laughs> I like how you say guys because uh... <laughs> I assume that industry is run by men. Like yeah, like like well. most things. I don't know, it's Hollywood. Like it's yeah. all all dudes, like I don't know. I got nothing. It's just it's just dudes in Hollywood. <laughs> given given my understanding of how movies work, it's just dudes at the top of the list of everything. It, well, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's would... right or it's good. I'm just saying that that's that, that's what happens. Fucking dudes. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Let's let's just say that you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> where I was going to go with this was actually telling um, people what what orgasmo truly gave us. And I'm not just talking about um, obviously the pornographic elements of this film and, and uh, you know, two legendary characters and Joe hung and Chota boy. Uh, but <laughs> great plays on the <laughs> well, name. Also played by Dean Bahar, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Dean Bahar would, would, would come from uh, Alfred Packer, the musical and make his way over to orgasmo. Yes. Um, but we, we would end up getting uh music made specifically by Trey Parker and Matt Stone for this film under their band name DVDA, ah. um, which uh, I won't tell you what that stands for. Y'all can look that up. Mm -hmm. Google um, that one, but <laughs> don't, 
Don't Google image search that one. No, just, don't. Just look up like you the Urban specify. Dictionary. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but DVDA would give us one of the most legendary songs of all time, Now You're a Man, which is the theme song to the movie. Um, I love that. I love that song. It's so awesomely bad. Joe's laughing right now. You can't see this. Um, <laughs> and I can't see Chelsea at all because she doesn't have a camera. But but now you're a man. It is like the funniest fucking song you've ever heard. I, I mean, you can't take it seriously. It's sung by Trey Parker and his like classic singing. Like it's not a serious singing voice, right? Uh, God, I just I love that yeah. song. I, I, with, uh, that slays. only a woman uh, gets the same thing with me too from him uh, from Team America, which we're, we'll get to yeah. in a bit. But yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I actually want to know when did you guys actually see this movie? Like, what I mean, how did you guys encounter this one? Uh, uh I saw it in high school. Um, I saw it with friends away from parents. I saw it for the first God, time in college, so. probably in a small dorm room with mm -hmm. like five people stuffed onto a futon. That sounds hiding, about right. Hiding open cans of beers from the RA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Because you had to, because you lived on specifically like the no alcohol floor of the dorm. That I did. Yes, you did. Not by choice. Nope, nope. <laughs> that's uh, that was fate, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fate, you know, th this movie just, just the stuff that we've talked about in just a few minutes here, like how this came together. I still don't get it. I, I don't understand how this could possibly happen, but the the strangest stars aligned for this movie to take place. Um, and so I don't know, it, it's, you're kind of sensing a pattern here that these movies, uh, <laughs> they're not meant to be widespread consumed. And so just like Alfred Packer, the musical or cannibal, the musical, they're cult movies, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're ridiculous. They've got ridiculous premises behind them. Um, but once again, I'm going to stamp this as essential mm -hmm. viewing. Damn it. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. No, it's, I don't like how you say it. it's, I, I, I think I have like a lot of respect for them as, as filmmakers, just when they, when they know like, Hey, we're not making this movie for everyone. And we almost don't even care if it's successful. We're making it because we want to make it. And for that reason alone, like, I mean, you should watch it. Like, because at, when you've got filmmakers who literally don't care what's like how their, how their message is going to be like, actually, uh, like thought of, or like taken, like, no, we're just fucking doing it. Just do it. Like it's it's freedom when they're doing when they're doing that, and it's it's pure expression of what they want out there. Uh, in this case, uh, the pure expression was to make you laugh for all like the worst possible fucking reasons. So yeah, you should definitely watch this movie. <laughs> you know, I love it just because of the exchange between um, this this uh, Latin uh, actor named Sancho, and they're doing like this you know, uh, this interview with him when he walks in to meet mm -hmm. the, the porno director and he sits down and he's like, he's like, so what do you do? And he goes, my name is Sancho. <laughs> and he goes, okay, but, but what do you, what do you, what do, you, do, you do? do? And he goes, many other people, they are not Sancho. I <laughs> am Sancho. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, mm -hmm. hire this guy. Nope. Get him in here. Get him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, actually, I have a, a co worker that I, I, I call him, I refer to him as my Sancho, but I also specifically say from Don Quixote, not, uh, not Orgasmo. And then, <laughs> and then what's also great is because they work with a bunch of teachers who are all like really nice, like great people. They're like, 
we know Don Quixote. What the hell is orgasm? Like, oh, okay, never mind. It's just me. I didn't have to make that clarification, but that joke wasn't yep. for you. <laughs> just like that movie probably is not for you either. <sighs> Joseph, I, I guess can you please come to the principal's office. <laughs> oh, that's my boss now. Like this is. Hmm. I lose money when I get like told to go to the principal's office now. That's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it says here that you were trying to make a play called The Dentist. Uh, a lot of blood scaring the kids. Yep. Frowned um, upon. You should not do that. We're gonna need you to dial it back. Yeah. So like when you say frowned upon and dial back, like it means it's still okay, but like you're just like you're gonna let it happen, but you're just like not the happiest with it. Oh, don't fucking do it. That's what you meant. Okay. Oh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Got you now. Okay. Yep. Glad we had this talk. Yeah. yeah. Those meetings always start off with, "Hey, look, you're a great guy." Okay. <laughs> you're, you're just, oh my god. So, so now I say I'm either getting fired or broken are, up. Are with you preaching? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this is basically well, like, hey, I had this idea um, to do this this play about a dentist, and it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of blood, and then uh, the principal just goes. I love that for you, but <laughs> for the school, maybe we steer this way instead. Well, and that's where be a perfect moment to use one of the quotes from this movie is in that moment when you're embarrassed or you feel really weird, that's when you just yell out stunt cock. And then <laughs> a, <laughs> a dude walks in and just says, hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh. I mean, that was burned into my mind after watching this movie. And for those of you who don't yep. know what we're talking about, um, since the main character played by Trey Parker is a, a Mormon missionary, he doesn't actually do any of the up-close shots. I'll be as least descriptive as I can. Um, <laughs> and so during those moments, uh, they stop the entire production and they just yell out, stunt cock! And this guy comes walking out, <laughs> just saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, how, hey, how you doing? It's not that's, Sancho that's either. Whole part. That's not Sancho. <laughs> no. No, no that's not, not Sancho. That's not Sancho. Yes. But <laughs> our journey continues. We're moving away from pornography. And yes. We're going into, uh, <laughs> into a, a film that Definitely split some people down the middle, as all of these films have done so far. Mm -hmm. And of course, we're talking about 1998's Basketball. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I was a fan, um, and that that mostly just because it had a real big fish cameo. And who's not going to be excited about some ska making their way into the movie? We all had a ska phase. We know it. If you're not, if you're not okay to admit it, I have a group. Like it's a, it's a, we meet on like Thursdays. You just come right in. It's a trust tree of just close people who had a ska face. You don't even have to say it, but we know you you, you had it because you're there at the meeting. Makes sense. Yep. So, <laughs> which, if I remember correctly, that the dancing that they do to Big Fish or Real Big Fish was mm -hmm. called skanking. Isn't that the term? I think skanking is the, is the term there. Yeah, you skanked out when you scod. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, so so uh, once again, we've talked about uh, you know Zucker giving these guys a shot in Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? That's that, that was like their connection, their endpoint. Well, he would do the same thing with basketball, um, and it wouldn't be right away though. 
Um, Chris Farley would actually be like the first choice for playing the main character, Joe Cooper, in oh. this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he, of course, he wisely turns it down. Um, I say wisely, <laughs> but God, I love this movie. Uh, fun movie. <laughs> oh, my God. This was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which uh, yeah, just to kind of pull both of you here, um, are you familiar with the origin of basketball? I'm not talking the movie. I just mean basketball as a sport. No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed it was just made up for the movie. Cause I, I mean, is, where is it? Is it like how it is in the movie where it's like, they're just in their driveway because they have limited space and they just decided to make a new game because they're broken Honestly, in, in LA. It's, it's an actual sport that director David Zucker created. Mm-hmm. And kind of in the same vein of what you saw the main characters doing in this movie, it's like, we want to make a, a, a sport that we can play better than people who are more talented athletically than us. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, David Zucker, the director, would actually create basketball as a sport. It was played by his friends. They played it in their driveways. And some of the teams that you see in the movie who represent the rest of the league that play basketball, these are actual friends of David Zucker who played the sport with him. That's awesome. And so... Yeah, he brings them into the movie. Um, so who would like to explain uh, how basketball is played? Before we get to that, I would just like to imagine that uh, all these, these these basketball players came in thinking that this was going to somehow like skyrocket their career as basketball players. <laughs> like, yeah, they go to the bar. They've got their, their cool jackets that they've made themselves. Like, hey, you're that basketball movie, right? Oh, I God, I and, and the National League is yep. born. Let's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say, if they play basketball, that guy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. But okay, Um. Uh, so before I steered us out of there, what direction were we headed in? So who wants to explain how the game oh, how of baseball played. is played? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't volunteering. I just like said okay. Um, Chelsea, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's holy roller this together. <laughs> okay. Well, so basketball mm-hmm. is a combination of baseball and basketball mm-hmm. and binge drinking. Yep. That 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 third part is uh, basically the holy trinity. Is what integral. completes that. Yep. Integral yeah. that you're drinking. So the way it works is you've got bases um, set up in your driveway or eventually stadium when the sport gets big enough. When you when you when you get your team off the ground, obviously. Exactly, and you have baseball like jerseys that you wear with like basketball shorts uh, sort of thing. So you can see the nice combo of the two sports together. Um, and I think it's like. You you don't call out your shot like home run, single, double, etc. Like, is it like the further you shoot away from from the basket is what you're what you're making? I'm trying to yep, remember really, all, if that's how it's played. Yep, you're 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 almost dead on. Um, mm-hmm. So how it's set up is that there's specific parts in the field where if you make your basket from it, like basically counts as a, as a base, right? So the closer you are to the to the hoop, counts as a single. Um, if you're at like, where like the free throw line ish mm-hmm. would be, that's a double, um, a little bit further would be a triple. And then obviously 
you know, if you if you sink the the downtown shot, that's the yeah. home run. Yeah, and then um, there there is the all important. I think and, is, it, is it psych out or fake out? Yeah. Trying to remember exactly how they phrase it. Yes, psych out or fake out? One of the two. Is, is it psych out? I think it is. I, psych I mean, out. It's it's the nineties, yeah. so psych out would make saying. sense. <laughs> yeah, but basically, yeah, uh, we weren't quite at like extreme. No, 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 no. No so, experts. No, not, this is the nineties. Come on, this is before that. Before X got really popular. Although <laughs> this is, I don't know, this is on the hinge of extreme because remember, this is also the same time that like all the cartoons had extreme, like Extreme Ghostbusters came out that time. You just slapped extreme on things to market it to the kids. Um, But yeah, so back to the game of basketball. Uh, Street Sharks. Oh, fucking. I mean, how would you not buy it? Vin Diesel is selling you these Street Sharks. And I think he had them eat toy turtles (laughs) in like in his little trailer that he made. There's a commercial for he made for it, too. Um, But yeah, so basketball was kind of fun uh, that you had you had the person who stepped at the plate trying to shoot you know, the varying distance to see if they, you know, where they would end up on the plate on the bases. Uh, and the person who's basically like in the pitcher position for what you'd be considered baseball, uh, they can like do whatever they want to try and like make the, uh, the guy shooting, like fuck up a shot. Um, they can wear masks. Yeah. They can make noises. They can, they can shit talk. They can shit talk. They could probably just take a shit right in front of you. Like it's all <laughs> legal. All of it's fine. Everything's on the table here uh, to Animal. try and mess you up. They can lactate yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because that happens. Men can lactate. You can milk anything <laughs> with nipples, Mark. Can you milk me, fucker? Yeah, well. I've got to say, the the timing of when this movie was even made, like it, it shouldn't have been allowed to get made. Um, <laughs> the only reason why Trey Parker and Matt Stone even did the movie was because they thought South Park was going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why they they did the film. Mm-hmm. And they didn't realize that, holy shit, South Park's actually successful yeah. and people like it. Mm-hmm. So they had to actually film and do photography for the movie in the daytime and then work on South Park at night the entire time they made this. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's a lot. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these guys didn't sleep for like a year. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and oddly enough, okay, so we've talked about Dean Bahar a couple times here, right? Mm-hmm. The guy that plays, you know, Squeak. Um, yep. Originally, Squeak wasn't even meant to be in the film. Like, he was not even a character. Oh. Um, and so even in this, like, this sleep-deprived state that they were in, um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were able to, like, give a lot of creative decision-making, uh, you know, to Zucker and the team. And obviously, that comes through in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is this has got them and their humor all over it. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if so you're anyway, expecting uh, to be corrected, that did not happen on the side of the table. Like, no, you are right. You're we, wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, either way, it's it. This this movie is for a couple of reasons. I find it absolutely hilarious because of who they were able to get involved with it um i'm not sure if you guys remember the names uh robert vaughn and ernest borgnine at all oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah like robert vaughn like literally starred in the original magnificent seven well i say they're original but they're you know yeah. the, the yeah the first yeah. iteration yeah not not seven samurai but magnificent seven yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 and 
and so there's some serious actors that are in this movie. Um, and obviously the premise is so ridiculous that it's, it's hard to believe it even saw the light of day, but God damn, is it funny? Mm-hmm. And, and it also brings a scat man, John again, seriously. Yeah. Which if you can't, you can't, I don't know. You can't get the scat man enough. You just can't fucking no. Uh, yeah. National icon. is what that man is. <laughs> well, <laughs> clearly two, two of, of us are passionate on, of, of, of the scat man on this podcast <laughs> chelsea have you heard the scat man i haven't oh well i know what we're doing when we're done recording <laughs> <laughs> there there is an excellent part of this movie where they use uh yeah yeah scat man john it's it's a, a nice little montage when uh tr- yeah trey parker and matt stone's characters make it big playing basketball they sell out mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty fun little exchange. A montage. But... <laughs> <laughs> a montage. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, actually, that reminds me of something. Uh, it, basketball had a lot of early South Park in it uh, because mm-hmm. yeah, because because uh, Trey Parker, you know, does the Cartman voice. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and then he also does the Mr. Garrison voice mm-hmm. in here. Uh, right, he How did the Garrison like, scene? When did he do the Garrison one? Yeah, uh, it's uh, specifically he says, um, "Yeah, Joe Cooper doesn't care about kids." <laughs> <laughs> and, and just just stuck with me ever since. Um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, obviously when we've already mentioned the Cartman voice, mm-hmm. um, and then the creation of the word derp that would carry into yeah. south park mm-hmm. like this movie is credited with creating the word derp Ooh. which uh i mean i wouldn't say it was as prolific as like bling or no. you know ma- but mary webster definitely like took notice of it <laughs> <laughs> or it pissed off a scholar who's like you know what is this fucking derp word but yeah add, add this to the dictionary because you know he rewrites the dictionary every year they, they make a new one he rewrites the whole thing True. he doesn't just add stuff to it he's like a fucking appetite i derp to this now <laughs> just angry well, over there mr webster it, the 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 last thing i wanted to say about this movie because we're very careful about spoilers uh even yeah. though mm-hmm. this uh, this <laughs> i think it doesn't matter what we say about this film you're still gonna uh, enjoy it i think but um as a as a little call out to the state of Wisconsin, um, the yeah. UPN affiliate who is covering the the basketball <laughs> uh, coverage, okay? Mm-hmm. Like it is WCGV Channel Twenty Four, based out of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the Milwaukee Beers was the team they played yep. on, and they there there are some movies who can't get these types of details correct. Somehow, this movie did. I don't know how they pulled that off. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Which and I also love that they. They're the Milwaukee beers because, you know, our baseball team is the Brewers. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just going to go ahead and lean into it. Like, we drink a lot in this state. <laughs> we'll just name the baseball team after the thing that we enjoy a lot. And then basketball just, you know, doesn't doesn't skip a beat. Which I don't know if it's a good idea for folks to peruse the list of basketball teams that they had in this movie. No. uh <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, of the other things you've brought up, like, is this the worst thing that you're going to run into tonight? Probably not. We didn't Great. make the list. No, we didn't make the list. Like, you can't blame us. And really, it's true. if you do, if you make the mistake of like image searching DVDA, that's the worst thing you're going to find tonight. 
easily, hands down. <laughs> There's nothing well, worse than that, which I'm not saying do it, but that is the worst thing you're going to find tonight. There are a couple of these that I thought were kind of funny, though, because we've got the Dallas Felons, we've got the Detroit Lemons, uh, the Miami Dealers. Um, <laughs> there's the uh, the New Jersey Informants. <laughs> and, yeah, and the Roswell aliens. So I mean, yeah, like, it, it's, some, oh, that one's innocent. That one's cute. Yeah, yeah I, I will not go into any of the other ones because I'm not trying to get murdered. It, it, some of these other ones are just they didn't age well, but these ones, <laughs> these other ones are pretty pretty safe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know what? Uh, as far as the legacy of basketball goes, though, mm -hmm. you know what? What do y'all think about that? I mean, it's not like we're watching it, you know. From our couches anymore not like not the movie but like the sport it's not like how every year um espn actually does the ocho on us um <laughs> so like as it goes it's still a fun movie like i mean it'll it's definitely gonna have things like you said it just didn't age well about right. it but i mean basically like a like a buddy movie so like if like i don't know like any movie that focuses around two best friends like just doing something based off of their friendship like it's better than crossroads yeah. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be good at sports. Yeah, especially ones you make up. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I think I also it's it's fun for us too because it does kind of have that hometown feel. We don't get a ton of we yeah. don't get a ton of recognition out here mm -mm. in Milwaukee, you know. So it's nice no. to see it in some. I don't know. Yeah, in some capacity, because like even like in major league, Bob Euchre was there, but he they they were the, he's for the Indians, it's like, come on, like you're using our announcer guy. You can't even have the movie be about the Brewers. <laughs> Sick burn. And, and somehow they got Al Michaels, Bob Costas, uh, Kenny Main. Like they, they got some pretty big, yeah, got some big know, sports, sports names. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, for a film that um, obviously not a whole lot of people went to go see. It, there, I think there's still a lot of value in it. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's uh, mm -hmm. it, just like what you said there for, for some of the crude humor that Trey Parker and Matt Stone put into their properties, there still are some, some positive takeaways that you could actually, you know, get from them. Um, but uh, one thing I do want to leave off with here is a pretty funny thing about this movie and just how movies are shot in general. Um, Yasmin Bleeth, who plays the, the romantic interest of Trey Parker in this movie. Mm -hmm. The the first shot that she actually was involved with in this movie is when they're in the locker room and they're Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first shot of the movie. That <laughs> that was the first one. Hi, welcome. Their... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And their their dicks are literally hanging all the way to the floor. Oh and my that's gosh. And that was the the tone setter for her appearing in this movie. Like, yeah, you know what this movie's about. <laughs> I mean, well, okay then. This is uh, all sort of there with uh, pre anti vax Jenna McCarthy laying carpet down. Um, oh yes, in that movie. Uh, and and uh, polishing trailer hitches. Uh, yep. With her, yeah. <laughs> they didn't pull any punches, did they? Oh, they did not. No. <laughs> like, oh, to be an actress in that movie again. Did not age well in that respect. <laughs> well, or to be Dean Bahar, uh, you know, right away when they invite his character to live at them in their house and mm -hmm. they give him, he, like, he thinks he's going to get, like, the couch to sleep on. 
and instead he's got a cardboard box with like a, a hand towel hanging off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that is fucking weak. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God, I wish I wish Stephen Bahar was in more stuff because man, three three movies with him that I, honestly I I love seeing him on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got some of the funniest parts in Orgasmo, um, and yeah. Either way, I'm just happy they they gave him the platform. They but. gave him a shot. Mm-hmm. Yep, but we round out our journey here. Yes, with, with a good old movie called Team America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember what we were like as a nation back in 2004? You know what? Oh. I think we want to take a shot at that. I mean, this is the year I graduated high school. Um we are uh we're a confident nation at that time. <laughs> we have no qualms over how we spend our money in any any capacity. It's like, no, just throw money at the problem. That'll that'll solve everything. Money uh, and nukes. Money and nukes, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's how we do. That's everything. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, is, this, is this, uh, this is the same year we formed the coalition, the coalition of the willing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. This, this movie though, I, I don't know if it gets made in any other era because Mm-mm. I mean, Toby Keith is out there, you know, screaming into microphones and doing his thing. Yep. You know, and uh, we've already kind of talked about this um, this week already with, you know, that's my Bush and the <laughs> and the the inspiration for Trey Parker and Matt Stone going to see a Broadway play to get, you know, like functional knowledge for how to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I found funny about Trey Parker and Matt Stone wanting to do puppetry for this um do you guys remember the british tv show thunderbirds oh yes i recall thunderbirds are a go (laughs) (laughs) that's not the theme i just did that because i needed to make music right now um but yeah this is like a team of what like a secret government organization to do attack or worldwide problems they have these very like futurist and a futuristic they're just very advanced vehicles but i mean they look like fucking rocket ships and jeeps um <laughs> yeah but yeah and it's all marionettes it's all puppetry uh for that show just a whole lot of cold dead eyes yeah that are gonna solve all the world's problems because britain does that fabulously yeah because <laughs> if you own the world there are no problems <laughs> well trey parker and matt stone would be watching Thunderbirds one night. God knows what's keeping them up late watching it. But here they are watching Thunderbirds and they go, we really fucking hate this show. <laughs> so let's what do they do? Let's make a movie about it. Let's make a movie about fucking puppets because we hate them so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so they kind of sat on this for a little bit. Um, this this idea of what's called, you know, super marionation, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of taking marionettes and doing a wide scale production with them. Well, so is there such thing as like is there like is there like a thing as like super claymation then? Because I feel like that's downplaying the brilliance that was claymation. Because that's almost not fair. Like, because like with the claymation, you didn't have like a half ass. Not everything was Mr. Bill, and Mr. Bill, as far as claymation goes, lowbrow fun meant to be that way. But like, 
you look at like, you know, all the Christmas films of our childhood, that's all claymation from start to finish. I don't think they call it. Yeah, Chicken Run. They didn't call it Chicken Run. They didn't call it super like (laughs) Walsh and Gromit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's not super claymation. Like, what the hell, marionettes? What the fuck is your like? What's up? What's up your ass? It's the UK, man. Maybe. Yeah. Seriously. Because mm-hmm. they, they brought us Thunderbirds. Now we're talking about claymation. It's yeah. like they've got a they cornered the market on these things. Yeah, and for my love of that 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 island, um, I'm not sure why I'm so mad at them right now <laughs> to be like, hey, fucking super marionation. Who maybe, are you? Maybe it's super marionation because we're not sitting around like an old timey box with a weird dude on the other side <laughs> telling us a story. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Since we're not in like a like a town square. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, so, and, and we're not all dying of the black plague. Yeah, that's pretty. Like, you're, I think that that I am like Chelsea. You sold me. That's the idea. That that is exactly what. Pretty happened. sure that's what happened. Yeah, they're like, hey, this is like when that bloat used to come out and he'd uh, do the marionette thing. Except it's a whole bloody production, so it's like a super marionetteation instead of just a marionetteation. And that's the worst British accent you've heard in a long time. You're welcome. Yeah. I was well. say, yep. Instead of being in, in the UK, he's in Australia. But that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> and he's clearly been used to being in the UK. But but I got sent to prison and they sent me here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that a little Boston? What was I, what's I don't know. I'm right sliding now. all over the place and I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like an audible seizure that I got to hear as it yeah. entered each chamber of the brain. See, now, what happened is, as I was trying to do the accent, uh, there's actually like an electronic control for that, and the producer's just sliding the scale, just fucking with everyone. <laughs> like, we're going to put them right here. <laughs> the producer's British and they're pissed off and just trying to make you sound like an idiot. Which really should not take a whole lot of effort on their part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a frequency that's being played at Fox News, and only Joe can hear. And uh... <laughs> Tony, it's happening again. <laughs> what's that? What's happening? What What do you mean, play us out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the wind, okay, honey? It's not the wind. Jeez, that would be a confusing Which, yeah. marriage. But I mean, I mean, back to marionettes. Uh, I mean, that just causes lots of problems for them because uh, I know they they've definitely been public in about saying how like they will never fucking do anything with marionettes again because unlike working on South Park where you want to you want the paper to do something, the paper does it. But when you try doing something with the marionette, it just doesn't always do what you want it to do, and it's infuriating. <laughs> Damn you, gravity. <laughs> well, <laughs> Funny thing here, so they hate Thunderbirds, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Trey Parker and Matt Stone love to make fun of people, so it actually no. caused them to <laughs> never. <laughs> well, they wouldn't they, do that. They, they got wind that a Thunderbirds production was going to be made, and Jonathan Frakes was attached to it. Oh yes, and, <gasps> William and Riker so, himself. Yes, fuck everything in space, William Riker. <laughs> they they said. Well, if he's going to make it, we got to do something to make fun yeah. of that. But then they realized that Jonathan Frakes was actually attached to a live action Thunderbirds and not a marionette <laughs> production. Yeah, so, so they're like, yep, fuck it. We got to do the puppets then. Let's do yep. it. We've, We've already signed up. We, we're this far into it. We have to commit to the joke. We can't give up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's seriously what it probably was. It's like, we're, we're, we're this far in. We just got to keep going. Yep. You know, um, They've made the marionettes in their tiny clothing. We have to go. We we (laughs) we have to keep doing it. 
oh my god dude like that 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 was the the part of this i think kind of got trey parker and matt stone completely out of doing movies because yeah marionettes a nightmare Mm -hmm. Uh, they had a a timeline that they had to work with and so you can imagine the difficulties with working with puppets like it just kept extending like how long it took them to make this um but then they decided we want to have a very graphic puppet sex scene that we just do not want to get away from uh, <laughs> which which the the uh screen actors guild like fought them on a ton and said yeah this is an nc-17 movie and it will not be rated r unless you make some very specific concessions um and so mm-hmm. I think they had to recut the sex scene something like either 10 or 15 times mm-hmm. for it to be considered acceptable. Was this also the reason they changed the Screen Actors Guild to the Film Actors Guild in the movie? <laughs> that is most likely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which if yes. you, 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 can, you can connect those dots together as a listener. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the best parts of the Film Actors Guild was definitely, um, in my opinion, to this day, the best spot-on impersonation of Matt Damon ever seen on film. Oh, yes. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon! <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's so funny. I mean, I, I, I don't even know when like Trey Parker and Matt Stone started hating on Matt Damon because it, it kind of like blindsided me when I saw this movie. Yeah, it's like, what, what did Matt Damon do? Yeah, what did Matt Damon ever do to anyone? I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, like... Uh, like Whatever he did, Jimmy we're K- sure glad he did. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, it was in this movie, he had that thing with uh, um, Jimmy Kimmel, like a back and forth with him for a while, but that was, that was definitely more fun, lighthearted back and forth, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they and they got Jimmy Kimmel's, you know, then girlfriend Sarah Silverman involved, mm-hmm. so it was really a you know a fun thing. But yep, but yeah, they they definitely did not hold back making fun of actors in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, world leaders at that point in time, because it's I mean it, it is a time capsule for early two thousands, you know, world politics. Yeah, uh, not just mm-hmm. being a satire of America, but a satire of everything else kind of going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when i when i go back and watch this movie like i'm not trying to say that this is a like a political thing that people need to be writing about in history books <laughs> not by any means <laughs> um but for a film by these guys um obviously i i laugh at every single one of them mm-hmm. uh, and what better way to crack up than to listen to their their aid song uh, in the very oh, beginning oh yes Oh man! Oh my! <sighs> but yeah, uh, yeah, obviously crude, very crude. Very yeah, crude. but which again, but like only yeah. a woman cracks me up every time I listen to that. Um, <laughs> which again is it's it's basically meant to be like a country-based love song about how um, basically only only the love of a woman can really fulfill the singer. Um, and the part that like hits every single fucking time with me, where I just lose it, is at the very end of the song. Where they just have gone over like this 10 seconds of singing literally only a woman over and over again. And then it gets really silent and quiet. And they just go, or a man. And then it's just over. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Which 
it's i mean this is funny how we can kind of tile this together but mm -hmm. um their montage song also appears in this movie yep. <laughs> um, and and so like I, I don't know in a lot of ways man uh they're like their film journey here um some of the music that they would create would be timeless and and just you know just hilarious now i'm not going to say like any of the the cannibal the musical like songs like they're I don't mind them. I think they're pretty funny. The the Spadoinkle Day one is hilarious. Um <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, like the orgasmo, now you're a man. You you mm -hmm. just talked about your favorites. I mean, I you take what you will from these movies, but I mean I the music has been strong throughout oh, yeah. their, their live action mm -hmm. films. Oh my god. But but ultimately, you know, the the time period that Trey Parker and Matt Stone made movies was, you know pretty specific i mean yeah. we're, we're talking yeah i mean that early that 11, late 90s early 2000s area mm -hmm. yeah yeah we're talking 11 years at best so uh, we've obviously talked about legacy a couple times here with their live action movies but you know what what are our takeaways from from the movies that y'all uh you know took away personally well like Really, if you look at them, uh, they definitely mirror their humor at the time. Like, if you compare South Park now to how South Park started in the the late '90s and even into the early 2000s seasons, it's it's toilet humor. It's crude. It's mm -hmm. meant to be that, and because just it, that's what was funny to them. And there's a lot of that mirrored in their movies. It's not like uh, I don't know. It's not. Uh, it's not highbrow humor if such a thing actually exists because humor is subjective anyway. But like, it's it's definitely like you know, unapologetically lowbrow humor in their movies. And at the same time, like there are definitely times like I feel like like I don't know I don't want to say like, you need that kind of humor, but like there are definitely times where I don't want to think about how something's funny. Like I just want something just outright kind of stupid for me to laugh at and. That's what those movies did. Like they're they're dumb for the sake of being dumb. Like if anything, like maybe Team America had the most like meaning behind it. Uh, like you said, it was, it was satirical, like U.S. foreign policy. So that had a lot of a lot of thought to like the script and what was going on with it. But I don't know. Like it was, it's simple humor, and there's nothing wrong with the uh, the type of humor that it is. I. I don't think, I think the more interesting question is if we look at these movies, how many of them can actually be made like today? Not as many. That's for uh, sure. Yep. A lot of the stuff they can't do <laughs> would probably <laughs> never happen today. Even mm -hmm. South Park, honestly, yeah. would probably not happen today. But I don't know. While, while a lot of, for me, I think while a lot of these movies are toilet humor and it's, it is kind of dumb and that's why it's funny too. I think it's also, you know, really, um, they are also very smart though with how they weave in clever clever things behind behind the toilet humor as well mm -hmm. too it's like yeah i'm laughing at like i don't know like uh, some boner joke or something like that <laughs> but then at the same time the the movie is generally making some other kind of comment either on like society or on foreign policy or mm -hmm. on sports or on you know advertisements or cashing in and selling out and it's just i think it's just a comment on trey parker and matt stone and the person the people that they don't want to be. They don't want to be those sellouts. They want to remember where they came from. They want mm -hmm. to keep doing the stuff that they've been doing, you know, since 
1997 or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> or way back from the beginning. Um, and I think that's why it's, it's cool because they are still doing stuff like that. And, and we love them it. for it. We do. Absolutely, <laughs> we do. Mm -hmm. They gave us that nugget of knowledge in basketball, too, that, you know, Shaq made all of his money in college. And mm -hmm. had I known that, I would have paid a lot more attention, you know, during my oh collegiate my studies. Yep. <laughs> Hey guys, are there any other well-known Wisconsin cannibals? I wonder if uh, we need another musical, because I'll do it. I mean, I am Joe. <laughs> there are a lot of other people who Joe. are Joe, but no. Think about Joe. what you just said. <laughs> if you liked this episode, why not subscribe and leave a review? This critically helps the show to continue. The Google machine does something with them. We hope it's not nefarious. Well, if you're a fan of Trey Parker and Matt Stone, don't worry. Part two of our exploration into their careers continues next week. There's no way that we could fit all of their TV and movie history into just one discussion. So stay tuned next week as we tackle the history of South Park and its evolution. And until next time, keep on dissecting. <laughs>